here with Angie. You're seeing our faces this time, and this is our last episode of Stargirl Season 2. Uh, summer school again, though still no one went to school. At least we <laughs> mentioned school this time, though. They, they talked about going to school. They did. They did. And I just want to add that um, that's the first time I've listened to our entire theme song in a <laughs> really long time. Like, no shade on our theme song. Our theme song is awesome. I actually, like, super love our theme song but like when i listen to the podcast back i like skip ahead because i have things to do um and i just want to point out how awesome our theme song is that's it it is it is i i, I don't think i listen to it i always listen to the end as i'm editing but uh, our team, we, we're awesome. Our team song is awesome. And also, Andy, who's not here, is awesome. Andy, I thought Andy was going to join us and then he just like dipped out at the end. But I, I just want you all to know that Andy is awesome too, even if he abandoned us. We um, extended an invitation and. No. I guess there was just a miscommunication. If you need me to, if you need me to, I can talk. I can join. <laughs> I said like it's up to you guys, and you were like, "Eh, it's fine, no, whatever." No, 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 we are like so casually like in tune with Andy mm. that we like if you want to be here, and he thought that us we didn't want him here, so I was like, "I'm just gonna put him on the spot because we always want you around, Andy." <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, thank you, our uh, fearless uh, leader. Uh, yes. Oh, stop it. Uh, I'm, def I'm definitely not fearless. I definitely get fearful of things. Uh, but uh, no, I uh, I can't believe season two is already over. Can, right. we have summer can we have summer back already? No, but look, I mean, summer, but not summer school. I mean, I'm really looking forward to Stargirl Frenemies. Oh, that is yeah. my favorite season of the show and it hasn't even started. Oh, do we want to like get into that or should we start? No, Not let's sure. let's start in some semblance of order, I okay. guess, with what was a little bit of a rush finale for me. Like it 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 kind of felt the same as last season finale, which was very good, but like things had to develop really fast, so they had the time to set up the next season. And I think the same thing happened here. Um, things were re really, really fast with a clip. So like they build up a clip so like we can't beat him, and then they beat beat him in like five minutes. And I'm not complaining, especially considering everyone came back to life this episode, except again Henry Jr., who's apparently staying dead for good. So R.I.P. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what are you? I I personally like I'm gonna say because I'm gonna start with Rick because apparently Andy and I have a Rick thing. Um, and there wasn't enough camera to go into that. Though there was Dr. McKnight and his, uh, what was it that you called it, Angie? His, please. His, his tree trunk thighs, his yeah. thighs those, that could choke a bear. Yeah, th those were present since he was in the uniform this episode, but I want to talk about what? No. Okay, all members of the Dr. McKnighter Thighs fan club present because he, we saw them this episode. Yeah. When he was standing next to Beth. So they're like, they had their cute little like costume moment. And I was like, this is all right. I wanted from this finale. And then it, it was good. It was what, good. What we didn't get enough of, I think, was Ray, but in a good way, because I would have been kind of upset if the if the hourglass thing was so easy to fix that he just fixed it in five minutes. Um it, it kind of makes more sense that he just couldn't solve it. And I presume he will by next season 
but that he couldn't solve it and just and then he decided to put on the costume and just go go just like try to be a hero whatever um, i love that we got a comment from b that you got here in time for the dr mcnider tree trunk talk yes yes you did we are always we're always ready to talk about this let's right, be honest be i think this is gonna be like how we always are on andy about how he talks about the flash you guys are gonna have to keep me in check about how often i talk about dr mcnider's size but like i don't think our audience would like you, us to keep you in check angie like i think they would appreciate if you just kept going so like i we got a lot of comments on twitter about how much people agreed with us and we are gonna have a lot of reason to talk about this in season three so like i want to know what his workout regimen is because like I, my thighs could never get to like that, like capacity and <laughs> beautifulness, but I would like to know, like, what's the lower body work out there? Because I, I can squat all day and I'm getting nowhere close to that. I mean, um, I actually don't know if I want to know. I just want to like see them without That's actually <laughs> like thighs are the source of his power. I don't, I don't want the explanation. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Especially as we, um, okay, let me try to dial it back and go back to what I was saying about Sorry, Rick. I'm sorry I derailed this with my yes. thigh talk. It's good. <laughs> Let's go back to our boy Rick and whether you, would you have liked to see him actually fight? I like that he called Grundy. He's like, oh, I got my strength here and it's not going away. Grundy with a phone. He got Grundy killed. Grundy with a well, telephone is that most hilarious image now ever. Solomon Grundy wants phone too. <laughs> What's an iPhone? Uh, but Grundy got killed, presumably not just only temporarily. Like the shade made it look like no one is ever really dead. Which yeah. the fact that I said the shade in present tense means no one is really dead. So. Well, the shade was like, yo, you're burying him in the wrong place. Go bury him over here and he'll like sprout i guess in the spring like daisies i don't know but i guess that's how that works in this show <laughs> like again everyone but henry jr is coming back everyone yeah like we, i mean we, I we, was... need, we need one day we need one day in our lives and i was excited to see the shade back because he's so delightful like i really enjoy that actor i really enjoy that character especially like as we're getting into the frenemies theme of next season, I think it's definitely going to be fun to have him around in that like frenemy kind of like capacity. It, I, I think it's going to be fun and I'm glad he's sticking around. We we did discuss this last episode and we said um, that he was someone we hope would be back in season three. I didn't think he'd be here this soon. Um, and another thing we, we weren't sure how it was going to play out was the Sylvester thing. Which I actually uh, mostly enjoyed how it played out. Um, admi surprisingly, admittedly, um, I enjoyed how it played out. I do think, and I know they needed to keep the episode moving, but we got nothing in the way of explanation. And after an entire season, I at least needed Pat Dubin to be like, hey, dude, how are you alive? Just quick, how are you alive and loving me all this time? Yeah, isn't that the first question you asked? So it's like, he knocks on the door, Barbara opens it. Oh, it's you. How are you here? I thought you were dead. 
like I don't know if they live in a different um, world. I mean, they do. They, they are superheroes. But I still think you open the door and the first question is, how are you alive? Like, Andy, please do tell me that your first question would be like, hey, weren't you dead? I mean, I was just like, hey, Joel McHale's on the show. That's cool. I'm. Listen. It's going to be a long uh, wait for to find what, how he's back. So, um but uh, yeah, no, I I just figured that they had they didn't really have time to get to the why because one like the hell was the purple hell was running upon them, and uh, you know you're gonna save some mysteries with season three. You know, like I I honestly think that I think they were supposed to reveal something about him this season, but then I think they got their early season three renewal, and then they're like, well, if we have him next season, then we may as well just save that mystery f- for now, and also focus more on the other characters. Right, but I didn't need the actual explanation. I just needed the question. Sometimes when shows cut things like this, it comes off as uh, it makes no sense because I didn't really need them to answer. But when Courtney turns to him after Eclipse's toast, literally, um, she's like, oh, you're a star man. But she's like, how are you? Like, literally, all I needed was the question and then you can cut. You don't have to give me the answer right away. But when you cut the entire, sometimes, and it's probably what Andy said, um, but you cut the entire scene and it's like no one asked how he yeah. was it just seems like less genuine when you don't get that kind of like obvious reaction out of your characters i agree with lizzie that like we didn't need to hear the answer but we needed to hear the question and i also liked what you just said andy about like how they probably got an early season three renewal which is why they didn't do it because it doesn't make any sense to me why they brought him so early into season two and just had him going on his road trip for 12 episodes or however long it was until he got there. Like that was enormously frustrating because we were keep wondering like, where is he? Where is he? Why is there no explanation? And now we're still like not getting any explanation and it's been so long. Um, Did he bring souvenirs? Like did he stop at every town on the way? Right. Did he go to Disneyland? He probably did. He was like, you know, like, you know, because probably back when people he was, you know, Starman, I don't know if like they really had time to go to Disneyland and things like that. So like, he was probably like, oh, you know, like I have 13 hours conveniently. You know, I can stop by LA and just, you know, hang out and do things. Like, we need a lot of explanations now that I think about it. He looks like just like Pat. They look very good for whatever, how many, how much time has passed. And Pat looks the same that he looked when he was like, what? That's just Luke Wilson's superpower. That's all. <laughs> right. But then that's a Joel McHale superpower, apparently, too. Like, at least Dr. McNair has an excuse. He was in the Shadowlands. Was everyone else's excuse? And, and the shade is just like in more. And the rest of you, like, was your excuse? Because, I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense. Um, other than that, I thought that the, the final episode flowed really well from storytelling-wise. Uh, we got a really good moment with Beth and Dr. McKnight. Beth's parents are now freaking me out. They went from here to there, and I don't know where I stand with them because now they're very excited, and they're just going to cause trouble. Um, but I think the, the thing I needed the most was maybe more team moments. Um, cause they paid off everything with Corny, but her thinking about the team moments, but we didn't really get enough of those in the last half of the season. Um, she had to, even when she was thinking about to try to, um, get Eclipso out of her, she, she had to go back to moments that were older. Like the rig moment was in season one, only the bad moment was 
relatively recent because she hasn't had a moment with Beth. She barely had one in season one. Um, and I think that that goes to show that maybe the, the show is getting a little too much, too many characters, a little heavy. And we haven't had the JSF bonding moments that we really loved in season one. Yeah, I agree. There was definitely what I did like, even though we didn't get the team moments, was the addition of Cindy into the team and how they focus on like her interactions with Yolanda and so on and how she would like to become one of the JSA, which I think is perfect. It was so cute when she asked. She was like, well, you've done bad things too, so, so. And Yolanda's like, uh, can you just ask what you want? I really, I think that's going to be a lot of fun in season three. It reminds me kind of of like, when Anya joined in Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer, like how they're going to have to teach her how to be good in a way. Yeah. How to be human. Let's, yeah. also, let's also hope there's no parent that has to die because I don't know if I want to see Shiv have to deliver that Anya speech from the body. No. Like, Thank oh you. My God, that, yeah, that was... Oh my god, that, that was... How, how dare, dare you bring that bring episode into this discussion? But, but that was one how of dare dare out there if something happens to Pat Dugan in season three it's gonna be your fault oh my god sure, sure yeah I'm a writer on the show yeah I that's <laughs> my, my there we go my secret is out uh, I'm still know. gonna blame you so. yeah I mean I mean you know usually most things in the airways are my fault uh, so I'm all good I mean I I honestly I like to blame you for things but like I'm pretty sure you would have done arrow very differently so no <laughs> Uh, but this one, I'm just going to talk up to karma if something bad happens. Um, but um, I, I really like the dynamics they established. I just missed a little bit more of the team dynamics we already had. I really did like Mike and Jaquim, though. Oh, um, man. They were very they were so precious. Together. They could have been annoying, and instead they were just precious kids. And Jaquim was like, when he was like... Um, I fight monsters in video games, but I get extra lives and I use them all. I was like, that is the most relatable thing anyone has ever said <laughs> on this show because they just go running towards danger. And Jaquim's like, oh no, that's danger. Mm -hmm. Can I add something about the whole the, the missing, uh, you know, like team scene zone? Because like, because it was something we, I was kind of noticing on, on all, you know, all the Airways shows this year, like where we didn't have, like, because, you know, these are some shows with a lot of, ensembles on them but there were a lot of time where like we didn't get to see all them together and so on like you know like i don't i don't know when this episode was filmed particularly of this last year or slash this year but like i definitely think there was some pandemic um challenges for sure and so i think it's gonna be a lot easier next season though like because now with people been vaccinated uh and you know there's the booster shot and so on i think it'll be either so but i think like a lot of things that we were not getting in season two we'll probably get a lot of season in season three so i mean that that's a very valid point and i hope it's just that um and i mean some of the things we want are just things we want because they did such a good job of setting them up like the dynamics between the kids were set up so really so well at, in season one and the beginning of season two that we just want um, more of them. And then the the other the only other real criticism because I don't like to just sit here and gush, even though I love the show, is um, that the Sylvester thing. There are some things that make no sense. Like how are the Crocs there? How are they out of jail? 
and how to like the kid the their daughter broke them out of jail and then they just bought a house they let you buy houses after you like, yeah. real estate in blue valley became a lot easier after that summer they're like you know it's supposed to be summer here but yet it was raining and it was blowing it was almost as if it was like late fall we ain't gonna stay here and arm was just like hold hold my hold my uh, what sport does he play again uh, hold my baseball. I will go break my parents. No, I, mean, but I don't know. Football. Okay. I'm so okay. It's been a long year. It's been a long year. And uh, yeah, I listen, I just I just love Artemis so much. And I love Stella Smith in this world. And I'm like, I'm expecting her to be the next cast member to get announced as a series regular. Because if you're right. gonna have the parents around full time, you gotta listen. Artemis and I we go way back, we go back all the way back to Jung Justice and you know, Arrow did her dirty, and now that we finally have a great Artemis on the CW, that you know, you gotta, you gotta up her, and give yeah, her that yeah. bang. She, she's gotta be a serious regular. It makes no sense that the parents are gonna be serious regulars, and she won't. We have a um, comment from B uh, who says, "I do hope Cindy apologizes a lot at some point for the whole picture thing." Right. I thought she was oh, gonna yeah. apologize at the end. Like I thought she was building up to that, and then instead she built up to. Uh, I want to be part of the JSA. And I think that's something that they're saving because mm -hmm. their dynamic has a lot of... Yeah. I think Cindy's she's going to have to go on like an apology tour. Like she's done several people dirty on that team. So she's just going to have to have her like moments with each one before she really kind of like starts getting integrated. Right. And, and it might be interesting in a, in a thing they play with in, in season three that with this new people like with frenemies sort of on the team or around the team probably helping out, it, it might help the dynamics between the original JSA because, I mean, the, the show has really established Courtney and Yolanda. Uh, but the show will probably, like even with Cindy being Cindy, um, it will probably get go back to the original four being like, oh, Cindy. Like, th those kind of things can be used for fun dynamics between the characters that were already there um, with new characters coming in. Um, and then Mike and Jacqueline sort of feel like they're going to have their own thing. Um, and even Jenny feels like she's not going to be around full time, at least till um, she sort of figures out what's going on with her brother, which is, we saw Mr. Bones. And it's yeah. been fire everyone sort of like that's gonna be feels like the big thing in season three um i just i don't it depends on how they do it but like um they already when you bring in a villain like eclipso in and it feels like the consequences of what he can do are so large when you bring in another villain that the consequences don't seem so large you're like is this other villain really going to need all the heroes and all the villains to be defeated? Because they should be able to do that before lunch, considering they just dealt with a club. So, you know what I mean? That's true. It kind of brings into like what is more interesting to viewers. Like, do we like that more like cosmic, huge, universal consequences villain or like a more real world kind of villain? Kind of like what was happening in Superman and Lois before I fell off the wagon and couldn't keep up, but there was they, like... They all died. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I, I like, generally speaking, uh, villains that are rooted in real life. Um, Eclipse was a real exception, but I think they handled it well. At least till the end, like, it always happens at the end when you have a villain like, like Eclipse that 
to defeat him. You're like, okay, so this is going to be like, we all knew, and I talked about this the entire season, that it was going to take Courtney, just being Courtney, like the lighting side of Courtney to defeat him. And so I, I don't even think the show was trying to um, keep that from viewers. That that was very obvious. Um, it's just that in the end, like in the final, like for, for the dude who like literally had this big plan, um, then they just beat him and turned him into toast, which was funny. Um, <laughs> a funny one. <laughs> one of break, um, a very intense moment. Uh, but I mean, it took like, and the fight sequences, I got, I got to say, there was a moment with the fight sequence and you got the three girls and Eclipse on the other side. That was like mm-hmm. one of my favorite fight sequences. It's just like the choice to have Courtney, Cindy, and Yolanda there. Um, and in that moment, not have even Beth, they had to send her out with Dr. McKnight. And there's a scene where there's all of them and there's Pat and Dr. McKnight are there. But the, the the first shot was like the three girls in a clip. So I love that. Yeah, they totally, that shot was totally deserving. It didn't feel like pandering at all because we had spent so much time with all of them and we knew that there was an important reason for all of them to be united and fighting together. So yeah, I was I was super excited about that scene too. My girls, my babies. Yeah, and then Cindy like, is such an interesting character. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I I interrupted you, Andy. Go. No, I was um I was just gonna say like like imagine next year, you know, like with all you know with all four of them, Artemis, probably Jenny, you know, like there's gonna be I mean there's a lot of it's a lot of good kick-ass women on this show, which I appreciate that because you know we, you know, as a male I will say that you know it, I even I get tired of the sauces best that we have in this genre, so um. And it's all there's a lot of variety of female characters on there. It's, it doesn't feel like there's like three of the same, and then you know the one, whoever is different or whatever. And so whether it's a villain like Shiv, or if it's someone like, you know, Jade, Jenny. I keep saying Jade, even though they don't say Jade. Um, right. So we're so used to it. The funny thing is that now that Annie mentions that we're gonna have a very stacked of women next season. Yeah. Rick doesn't even have a. Friend. <laughs> he doesn't have friends in general, so he only has girlfriends. Can... I love it. How progressive of right? this show. His closest friends are women. And he I doesn't even seem to care. Like, yeah. generally speaking, he's fine about it. And also, who else are they going to uh, possibly bring into the team, Cameron? No. Ooh. Which doesn't okay. seem like it's going to be a good thing. Like, the Cameron thing is going to go way bad before it ever goes. It's, he, I it, think. They're going to make, okay, not, I think Mr. Bones is just going to be like kind of in the background. I think Cameron is going to be like the main problem of season three, especially with the theme being frenemies. I think I he's going to be the one to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Let's see, we it's have, uh, I need a Rick and Cameron uh, friendship. I mean, um, I would love that, especially as the setup between the two of them is very, very antagonistic. Like we had that scene that they threw in with Rick giving him like the stink eye from the car and Cameron didn't get it. And I was like, Rick, you're just going. Rick is known for being extra. Oh, my my lovely boy. He he's next. <laughs> he's extra. Um, you talk about him as if like you're just son or something. I love that. He is. He is our fresh. He is the Roy Kent of Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We he's our collective him. son. Right. Exactly. We have a so, comment from and, uh, and Walker. Thankfully, he's out of jail and he can eat other things and apples that Crandy throws. 
through the Well, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? An apple that fell on the floor of a filthy jail cell. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's like when they had, there was an episode of Titans this season where Beast Boy, um, like, you know, every time he has to become an animal, he has to get shirtless, and like he was rolling on the floor. I'm like, they had this boy run on the floor during a pandemic? There's probably lots of bacteria on that floor. Um, I, I like this comment. It says, we spent half an episode making a wish with Shade, and Jakeem just turns the clips into a piece of toast. Another reason Mike wasn't the right person for the pit. I, I agree that Mike wasn't the right person. I do think that the combination of Mike and Jakeem is going to be hilarious come season three. Because, I mean, Jakeem also doesn't really know what he's doing. It's sort of turned out well well, and really badly at times. We, we've seen that. Um, I think the combination is going to be really good. But I also think, I mean, it's a little concerning because, like, if you give Mike Stripe, like, what does Pat do? He, maybe uh, fights, maybe his, he fights his demons. He retires, and we, do we ever go back to whatever it is he did with Briggs' uncle? Like, give him a stern talking to, or what? What happened there? Because he didn't even bring it up. Like, he didn't even blink when Courtney was talking about everyone having a dark side. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a good moment to at least be like, yes, I agree. I have a dark side, too. Instead, he was like, mm, maybe you're right. I was like, Pat, what exactly did you do a couple of episodes ago? Please, tell us. I mean, I wasn't complaining that he got rid of uh, Rick's uncle. I'm just like, well, oh, so you're like, like, and it's that, okay. So how do I put it in order to get rid of Yolanda's parents now? Right, just- but, but we discussed this extensively. The thing is, what did he do? He couldn't have beat him up more. That, that makes no sense. Dude was already in the hospital. So what did him. he do uh, right then and there? Um, Took a pillow and pushed it to his face. All I mean, he needed was a pillow, and there Rick's uncle was, would be gone. No, but Rick's uncle is not dead because the line is that he dropped the charges, not that he died. He dropped the charges. Pat somehow convinced him to drop the charges, and then he killed them. I mean, again, if Rick's <laughs> uncle were dead, no one would be crying. I just find it a very interesting storytelling possibility that Pat did that. And then we heard nothing about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he fought himself for a while, which was strangely arousing, I must say. <laughs> you know, I was feeling the same with him. I'm like, I'm not gonna be the one to say it. So like I'm glad you opened the door for that. I'll, I'll take I'll take one for the team. You know me, I'm always down to release the through. thirst of this <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> Even even Sylvester looked good this episode. I don't know he did. Like, right, I'm not a Joel McHale fan. This has been established in this podcast. And not particularly that I have anything against Joel McHale. I just generally don't even find him that attractive. And I didn't like Sylvester. And I still don't like Sylvester because I don't like any possibility that he will push Pat aside is going to make me mad. But also, Joel McHale, if you looked this good before, maybe I'm, I'm, I would have thought differently. I mean, listen, there were times on Community when Jeff would get shirtless and, like, I like even I, even, community. sorry, I couldn't stand Community. What? Oh, community really? Is, community is awesome. Wow. My, you, do you like Unity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we in the darkest timeline now because Lizzie doesn't like it? I don't I mean, like it at all. Lizzie had to have one flaw. So <laughs> this is 
Uh, yeah, I should have. I should have when we did. When, yeah, we should have had when you guys got in, when we had the for the listeners who don't know, don't know when I cast these two for the podcast, like they had never met each other before, and like even when we announced the podcast, they hadn't even talked to each other on Boys of Boys. So the first time they got together, it was like pure magic. It, like they talked as if like they they talked like as if like they, it was my mom and my my aunt, like the two really close <laughs> sisters. Like like that's the way that it was like reminiscent of that. So I just stepped away. I'm like I'm just gonna let them talk. But maybe we should have included that of this like so Lizzie, what shows do you like and do not like so that. And Angie, what shows do you like and do not like? So that you each know each other's I mean, flaws. I wouldn't have brought up Community as a show I dislike because I have no real, like, I hated reason. I just, it, the humor never clicked for me. I probably didn't watch enough of it because that's something that happened. Well, when did you stop? At the beginning with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then I picked it back up and I loved it. Um, but I watched a little bit of season one and I was like, yeah, bye. I wrote this, bye. Um, so, so I, ha- I like, I understand the Joel McHale thing in an academic way, but I just never had a reason to like him. And this look that he gave me as Sylvester in, in the, the yeah. dark jeans, the dark jeans, the scruff, the jacket, the scruff, the scruff, dark, and, like, the haircut was, I don't know. Dark Sylvester, dark right? timeline. He stopped at a very good barber shop on the way to Blue Valley and he was looking <laughs> sharp. He did. On That's his road true. trip to Blue they're coming again from Warren Walker, which, by the way, what a cool name, Warren Walker, coming to you on, on the CW. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe he's the true Walker. Uh, I also think Sylvester is going to go over the mental role of the team, and Pat becomes a psychic again for drama. I'm a geek. So I like. That. I but think that's a great idea, and again, it ties into like frenemies because then it'll create like an antagonistic relationship between I'm them. Sylvester's has. But I don't, yeah, I don't like anyone stepping near our man, Pat Dugan. So I have I have mixed feelings about that idea, but I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's probably what's going to happen. Like, it'll bring the drama, and then Pat needs some drama, and it, it makes no sense for him and Sylvester to go back to being BFFs. Not that I'm sure they ever, ever were, as much as Pat would like to believe they were. Um, and their dynamics have to be explored obviously. And then he's going to be in the basement. It's going to be a mess. Um, but again, I, I just need many more explanations. Why are you in the basement? Why are you rich? What happened to your fortune? Did you spend it all in the 20 years that you were hiding? Where were you? Like, I almost would have liked if this was a crisis thing. Because, I mean, otherwise, where were you? And why did you leave your friend for all this time? Like, I had a really hard time. And like, oh, just, I thought it would be, what's your excuse? And like, if it turns out to be one's like, oh, I was protecting you. I'm maybe he, maybe he looks brought him back. I'm going to punch him in the face. Wow. Tell us how you really well, feel, Lizzie. I'm really, pre- that's been my problem with the Sylvester idea from the beginning. I'm really protective of, uh, Pat Dugan, and I don't think this is going to be good for Pat Dugan. And then also, I'm going to be mad if it turns out Courtney gets really close to Sylvester and she starts having the moments with Sylvester that she usually had with Pat, and then Pat's going to get jealous. And I'm going to be mad. Oh, that's going to make me so mad, but that's going to be good TV. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. And then Pat's going to feel like he's being replaced in Courtney's life. Especially since Courtney thought Starman was her father for like half a season anyway. Oh Just, no. I hate it. I hate what it. What have we done? I hate it. And then we're also going to for sure have the Cameron drama 
which I mean, <clears throat> are he and Corny supposed to be dating? What is happening with them right now? Like some clarity in that regard would be good because they last time we saw them, they were like hanging out like happily. They almost kissed before that. No one brought it up. This is a very weird relationship because next time they hung out, I, I at least would have asked like, hey, you want to kiss me or what? Is this a thing where we kiss? I don't know what's up with kids, kids these days. Maybe relationships are different than they used to be. But this Again, I think, you know, given that these two are probably, I mean, they're, they may be playing teenagers on the show, but they're definitely like adults in real life. So I'm just assuming that, you know, hey, probably, you know, they probably also had pandemic rules to follow, which, you know, I'm like, next year, like, I expect all the shows next year to be like, they're going to be more makeout season ever. Like, you know, like, wait, wait, watch for those Lois and Clark scenes next season because there's going to be more, more than uh, Juice Box because there's going to be, you know. Right, Andy, but you're just like, common sense does not belong in this conversation. What I'm <laughs> saying is, come on, pandemic prevented them from kissing more, which might be true. What I'm saying is, next time, the episode after they had a moment together after the almost kiss, no one even brought it up. Like, again, those are things that may be left on the cutting floor, cutting room floor, but they make no sense as viewers. You're like, okay, so you almost kissed her last time. You were all like, you always run out of me, whatever. And then next time you're just hanging out like nothing and you didn't bring up that the almost kiss and the or that you always run out of me. Um, it, it's it's kind of like, it, it feels like it doesn't really follow in. Uh, this comment from B, B is our favorite today. You see that it's a, I was a little salty that Cameron wasn't included in Courtney's little love montage. I mean, I think they, I like Cameron and Courtney together. I just think they keep dropping the ball there. I don't know if that's a pandemic thing or if they're just not ready to commit to them as a couple. Which honestly, if they're gonna turn him into a villain, they should have committed more because that would have hurt more. It would have hurt more. Like, it's going to hurt anyway, but, like, it would have hurt a lot more if they really committed this season. And, like, Courtney could have been, like, I don't know. Like, he didn't even have to be there. Um, but they could have been, like, my boyfriend. Or, like, yes, included him in the little montage at the end. Here's my question. Okay. This, this actor, Hunter, right, he spent, clearly, a lot of time working out. Why didn't we see any of the fruits of that labor in this season there was no suit there was no him like he could have like oh it's hot i'm outside i'm painting this mural i'm gonna take my shirt off where was that right like this is not the thirst podcast but since we're at it it just it was very noticeable how much he bulked up in between seasons like that that might have been a pandemic thing like i'm stuck at home let me just work out Oh my god, wait, I gotta stop. This is the best comment I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since Eclipso is I'm gonna read it out loud because it deserves it. Also, since Eclipso is now a toast, they can't throw him into the ocean because it would get soggy and dissolve, freeing him. Oh my god. Where are they gonna keep the toast? Like, where do you keep a piece of like so, yeah, right. so where is the toast? And that is the question. Well, won't it also get like is it like normal toast? Like, is it gonna get moldy? Like, it's what do you? Burnt, so, uh, but the dog will eat it. it. The dog will eat it, and the dog will become a clipso. That's interesting. What happens if someone eats the toast? Like, what do you leave the toast? Maybe there are people who like toast that is like burnt. My mom's like that, so she would eat that toast. So then, what happens? <laughs> she would eat that toast. <laughs> 
Lexi says, that's what I'm saying. Hunter is very handsome and he got jacked. Like, come on. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not alone in this. Thank you, dear listeners, for agreeing because where was it? Yeah, we need, we need, I needed push ups. He could have done some push ups for some reason. I, I think, I think conceivably we could have had a scene where he like discovered his powers because he was very hot and he had to take his shirt off and then and then the powers came from within and like i i i'm like i could have come up with five different scenarios to get him shirtless so we've already started writing these scenes so they better be in season three right so um I mean, this is a very good-looking group of kids. Um, they they don't look. They, they do a really good job of. They don't actually look like adults. Like we know they're adults, but they really do a good job of making them look like they're 16, 17, uh, like borderline adults. Like they look young enough. Like I I think Yvette's uh, magic is just a braid. How does she look that much younger? Like I don't know. Um, it's a braids. I mean, when, maybe when she lets her hair out, we'll like, oh yeah, you're not seventeen. Oh no, no. Whenever like, whenever like she's post stories on Instagram or so, when she has her hair done, I'm like, I did not know that she was like in her like late twenties or whatever it said. Like I literally, like I thought all of them were like 16, 17 years old. So I'm just like, so what did I do wrong in my life? I actually think uh, Cameron, who plays Rick, is probably the younger one, which was not something anyone would have uh, expected. Um, but yeah, I mean, have we ever talked, even talked about what happened in the episode or we just been like thirsting over random characters here? I just don't remember. I think it's been I, mostly first, but it's, you know, season what? finale, that's usually when it gets crazy. Exactly. What else, what else are people going to ex- expect from this episode anyway? I mean, there was, there was a lot of things to thirst over. Oh, but can we talk about Bat's parents for a little bit? Like, yeah. the hell? I love them. I love like, them so much. How did they go from like what happened at the end? Like did they become like fanboys? Can you imagine them coming into contact with the Crocs? Like I've had nightmares of what would happen. Like imagine Pat and Barbara, Ben's parents and the Crocs, like a dinner party. That's just wildly uncomfortable. God, I don't know. I don't they would know. just all be bragging about their kids. It'd be Beth's parents ba- bragging about Beth, the Crocs bragging about Artemis, and then Pat and Barbara just being like, uh, dinner rolls? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we're, we're getting some comments that is very bad. Like, the show has always existed on a very nebulous timeline, like, an amount of years ago, some years ago. But then, actually, they really timed themselves saying that uh, Dr. McNider's son was 10. Uh, 10 years old? That all happened 10 years ago? I mean, that would explain why Pat looks basically the same. But it makes everything else, like, nothing else makes sense. Like, what? Yes. Nothing, yeah. To be older. But, like, what they wanted was a 10-year-old. Like, and then I think this is one of those, like, uh, suspend disbelief kind of things like the glasses with uh, Clark. Um, I just wait, wait, Warren. Can you remind me what was the biggest plot from season three of The Flash? There's been, there's, I mean, there's been a few on some of these shows, but like, because I, I, I don't really remember. Um, but based I, on the season, on the season, we all know all the OGJ editors could have taken place in five years. I mean, nothing makes sense timeline wise in this show. 
um, especially the the 80s aesthetics that they sort of have, eight, 90s at least, like early, early 90s at least, the aesthetics visually that the show sort of exists on. Um, but they got phone. It's 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 all very weird. So, but they maybe like want that for visually. Uh, but they, they they just really needed to pick. And it, it might just be one of those things where they try to keep it vague and then they had to time themselves because they wanted Chuck's kid to be 10. Uh, and then they were just like, oh, no one's going to care. And and I mean, fine, the show is good enough that we can probably overlook it. Like, we've watched Arrow and The Flash and Supergirl. Like, they've done questionable uh, blood holes, uh, to say the least. Um, I've noticed it's become a trend with TV, some genres in general, like like you know, like with Riverdale, we don't know exactly what year it's actually taking place and so on. And I think it's like one, like you look at Blue Valley, it doesn't look like it's like completely unmodern and modern, unmodern English, I don't know. Uh, but you know, and like you know, but like you can tell that there's like there's there's like bits and pieces. It's probably not a very rich town, maybe. So maybe that's why they have it the way. Have it, have it look way, the way it does, but yeah, I I you know for me like I'm I'm fine with whatever they want to do and so on because the story at least is good. But it does sometimes get like we were like we were joking about it on uh, the flash a few weeks ago after we did our crossover with you like decades like how long is that in Star Girl? Is it ten years? Is it twenty years? Is it thirty years? What is time anymore? On Star Girl, who knows? Like the thing about uh, struggle is that it's either a very 90s aesthetic or a very right now, like the way the kids dress because the early 90s um, aesthetic is back. So that's how kids are dressing now. So it could be very now. Uh, and so, so that makes it weird because neither of the timelines fit with the rest of what they're giving us. So you're like, okay, so is it happening like right now? Okay, that, that's how they would be dressing. And then nothing else makes sense. I, I don't know. Um, and then Mike and Jackie like doing the paper route. Does that is that a thing that still exists? It does. It does still happen in my neighborhood. Like I do see like. Oh, kids I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah. Do they also like still deliver milk to like people's houses in Blue Valley? I don't know. That would that would that would be funny. If they did. Blue Valley is a very weird place. It's so. a very like it's I know it's supposed to be a very like kind of small town sort of vibe, which I mean I don't live in one, but you drive through them and you're like, yeah, this is I think Blue Valley is believable as a small town. Um very mysterious as far as what time what time is in general. I'm assuming there's gonna be a time travel plot down the line. I'm excited for that, especially if it has something to do with that seven soldiers. soldiers. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that's that's the only explanation, but it's going to happen. They're not going to do within season three because they have all of these many, many, many characters that they introduced to deal with. So I'm thinking that's going to be like four or five. They'll bring that up. Oh, you mean that, Warren? I mean, I guess. That's I guess post crisis, you know, they, they maybe like. Maybe Nora no. did show up somehow again, but she didn't die. I don't know. It's still unclear, but like, you know. Crisis is the, the arrow versus uh, Band-Aid for everything. Like, this <laughs> well, doesn't they make sense. It. 
it's crisis. This doesn't make sense. Blame it on crisis, which is why I thought uh, for, at some point that we were going to get the Sylvester explanation be crisis, because at least they wouldn't have to explain like that. Like, oh, well, came back, crisis. Um, and then they didn't, and I was like, but then where's my explanation? Thank you, I require. Um, but it's sort of like what we said before and what Andy said, when the show is good and the rest is good, this is an academic discussion that we can have. These things don't make sense. These things we would like more of. But no one's like, this is the worst show ever because these things don't make sense. Because even if they don't make sense, the characters are fun. The dynamics between the characters are fun. So we're just like, okay. But we'll take it, I guess. It's all good in the hood. Yes, Stargirl is actually part of the Arrowverse, believe it or not. Um, yeah. What? This yes. whole time, just kidding. This whole <laughs> time. Okay, oh my God, I was about to be like, wait, does and anyone the know? We want Stargirl to stay part of the Arrowverse is because my dream crossover is Courtney and Jonathan Kent somehow becoming friends. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I'd rather have Jordan and um, and uh, no, no. at some, this point. You'd rather have Jordan and what? Jordan and nothing. I already said the perfect thing. <laughs> Jordan into it. Jordan uh, right now, right now, um, right now, Jonathan is not really on my favorite radar. So um, I'm slightly kidding. Um, I know. I still want. Uh, can I? Can I drop Andy from this conversation? How to um, delete. Audio from podcast. Well, since, I'm the, since I'm the one who's uh, controlling the buttons from StreamYard, you know. Yeah. I... Uh, but also imagine Jordan and Rick. No, that could repress anger. That'd be explosive. <laughs> explosive indeed. <laughs> I still want for for Breck because I know Breck really wants the Breck passenger, and I, I still want her and Barry to get to meet. You know, since like I don't know what they were supposed to do. They were put. They were supposed to do a crossover in season one, but then it fell through. But she was like, she really like she. she I feel like every time she's brought up the flash, she's like, oh, I really want to meet Grand Gus. I really want to work with him. And so I'm like. You, know, you just know that because you're in the Flash podcast. Don't read your Flash podcast. No, that's what, that's what, she, that's what she has said. I have receipts. I have receipts. I, actually, what would probably be easiest in the sense of timeline is trying to get Melissa to do a, a cameo or like an appearance because they won't have to worry about the, the Supergirl timelines and Supergirl is ending. Um, but we don't know how Supergirl is going to end. I haven't watched Supergirl in 57 years, so I will be yeah, well, people, people should just tune in on, on Tuesday. Yes, I won't be one of those people tuning in on Tuesday. I will read about it and then... Do you think, uh, do you think Florida Lima is going to tune in? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I should actually probably tune in just to see Alex marry Kelly and enjoy uh, that it's not Maggie. In Floriana's fake Latina ass. I like literally, you see me stop thinking about the words I was gonna say. So I just like, ass is available. That's one I can use. Okay, whatever. We're not gonna talk about Floriana Lima and my love for her. But I'm gonna answer something more that um, B was saying, you know, about Stargirl being part of the air, because the one thing I really hope that Stargirl can do, because, you know, before we got, you know, because before this Earth 2, we had, you know, Jesse Quicks. Earth too, and I'm still hoping that Jesse Quick is still alive and that she lives on Courtney's Earth. That's, and, a, that's an interesting one. I would really like that. I her just... show, her show got canceled last year on CBS, so you know, hopefully Violet Bean could come back and she could be on, because you know, Jesse Quick is a JSA member, and I so that would be cool. Yeah. 
and See, more ladies. That you yeah. You should have. You should have led with that because what I really. Well, listen. I I, I don't know what. I don't know the female superheroes. We are on a female show. Apparently, Rick is the only boy allowed here. We don't want anymore. Well, we have Jakeem now, and probably next season we're gonna have Todd Rice. No, we have Jakeem and Mike, but they feel but like Todd. they're twelve. They but, feel like but, the little but brothers Todd, of the ASA. So we're not even counting them. As, but Todd, Obsidian. Right. Freelancers. Um, he probably will be like I. I. I assume getting Todd will be a journey. Uh, like it won't be like he'll just pop in in the first episode. And I. I enjoy that. Um, the casting director walking right now, just being like, "Hold my beer," and she's gonna cast him right away just to prove you wrong. I mean, but I. I don't actually care. like if if the show does it well. I. I don't actually care. I'm just my preference if we're gonna bring. Um, Star go like either bring John Wesley shit back, which I will take any time, or bring a woman from the established Arrowverse into it. Um, I'm not like again, I'm not specifically a big fan of Supergirl in general. It's just as the icon that Supergirl was, sort of like passing the torch. It might be nice. I don't know how much Melissa wants to do after. Maybe she just wants to hang the cape and be like. Um, why? But like the two shows we podcast about, Andy and I, would probably be good with a Supergirl showing up. And like, and if she can't show up with Stargirl, I'll take it. But she should probably go visit Clark at some point or call at least, even if I don't get to hear her voice because it makes no sense. Well, one benefit of Stargirl filming in Atlanta is that she would, you know, Melissa wouldn't have to fly to Vancouver. She, it would be an easier way to fly her and get the costume over from the the prop the prop set and so on and uh you know so i'm just what happy that is bring supergirl to stargirl yes yeah i mean i listen i i'm all down for all sorts of crossovers for 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 stargirl like i think you know because there's so many because again i love what's because we're kind of seeing this trend right now in the CW that they're kind of starting to go more on teenage superheroes you know we have naomi coming which is coming on january 11th on CW, so go check that out. And uh, I'm just excited for that show. So I'm gonna plug it, no matter where, no matter where I go. I'm, I'm uh, super excited for it. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's see what does the Warren say. I, I'm a big Liberty Bell fan. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. The last call. Yeah. No. I kind of want my little Stein to come back as Chuck's son. No. Wait, what is it? No. No. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Wait, wait, what what reference am I missing here? That's the actor who plays uh, Bruce. Clipso. Yeah. He's really talented. He's really good, but he's really good, but I can't see what I've seen. I don't need no more nightmares from this show. This this season was scary enough. Well, I like like it because I I said this on Twitter that like for a lot of shows, especially in this genre, it is very challenging make having a really good second season after a very strong first season and i feel star was like one of the few ones that actually like really like for me at least knocked it out of the park and like i like the horror element that's why like because you know the other shows they don't do the whole subtitle thing of like you know like super cool something season frenemies uh school summer school whatever and so i love that that star was doing kind of like drunk justice so you know, like it kind of also it helped differentiate the season a lot better. Like, oh, you know, what's the season with Eclipse? Wait, that's summer school. Oh, right, what's right. the season with Doctor Bone? I, I, I think Frenemies will work better Dr. because the, the season being called summer school is how many times did these people actually go to summer school? 
Like, I, I think I'd even forgotten that, like, I almost thought there was a time jump in the middle and summer school was over. When Courtney was like, oh, I can go to school. And I was like, what, school? Is that a thing you go to? Because I, I thought, I mean, clearly she's smart enough if she studies a little bit. And Rick's apparently a genius. Um, and Yes, uh, he is. Like, He's a little genius. Clearly, it's been established. Um, which, thankfully, because no one is really paying attention in school. No one's going to school. It's not that they're even paying attention. Like, how do you have time to go to school when it's like pink lightning outside? Hopefully, they got like a snow how day kind they, of situation. Hold school if there's like you you go like there's a big storm. There's it's snow day and school gets canceled. <laughs> but there's pink lightning outside and you go to school. Oh my god! Wait, and, right. and, they, 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 yeah. and no one. No one is like, oh, what happened to the cafeteria? We just walked in the next day and I was cool. Oh Show my god, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I, Doctor Bones, that was oh my god. I mean, I wonder what he is at this point. Is he if he's like Director Bones? Is he just Mister Bones? Um, I just cannot believe they showed. I mean, I think uh, Mister Bones. He looked like a Mister Bones. We're just gonna call him Mister Bones. Like he had this. This vibe that was like uh, Hydra. That was the, the vibe they were going for. Like Marvel's Hydra kind of deal with visually how he was dressed. Um, the Not just the bones part, but the, the what he was wearing was very Nazi. Mm. Like, yeah, maybe was- he is Mr. Bones and not. Although the whole director thing, Good work. that would be interesting, I think. To bring in the DEO, maybe that's how we get Supergirl. Well, DEO doesn't exist anymore on Supergirl, so um, oh, see, I haven't watched in like it's fine. I, I've been kind of like let down by the show the last two free series, seasons, so um, um, although it was fun, like seeing because you know, we um, you know, on you know, th- you know, because Dark Director Bones is a huge you know, Supergirl radio character, so it was funny seeing like all, a lot of the Supergirl radio fans and all those you know, Supergirl fans that we had, like, oh my god, they're doing Bones on Stargirl. Uh, and also Keith David. I mean, listen, this show is blessed, but the fact that we're getting Keith David is an even bigger blessing because he's amazing. I'm, I'm excited for, for what that's. I, I feel like what Andy said, that's going to be like sort of back half of season three. We're going to probably be dealing with Cameron. Um, I just feel that we might be dealing with the romantic aspect of uh, Cameron and Courtney's relationship early on. So they're going to, or maybe like what I didn't want from the relationship, like I wanted to have a part of the relationship be real. Because what happens now? If Cameron knows and he approaches Courtney, everything's a lie now. Everything that happens from here on out is either him pretending, because I don't know if he goes straight to let's kill the JSA, um, if he's a smart uh, guy. And then also, if Cameron's a character they're going to go full evil on or a character they plan to redeem, sort of give him an arc and sort of then, because they redeem Cindy Berman, like, it's not like they're just like, they probably can't do it. So that'll depend on what they decide to do with Cameron, but it's it's a little like I wanted more background with him and Courtney to really be like I like them, but I wanted to be like I ship them, and, and I don't think they gave me that. Um, also, wouldn't you be freaking out if your grandparents came up to you and the suddenly had powers? 
Wait till you're inside. What? Like, oh, yeah. Also, why are you doing this outside? That doesn't make any sense. People are like, again, I'm pretty sure everyone on Blue Valley has signed some sort of waiver saying, whatever you see on the streets that is weird, look the other way. Because, I mean, kids patrolling and like villains all over with cafeterias getting trashed. And everyone's like, yeah, it's just another yeah, thing. And like, Cameron it. doesn't look bothered at all. He's just, there's just not nothing, no reaction out of him. So he must know something. But like he sort of exhibited a little bit of the powers before. Like mm -hmm. we, we don't know how much he already knows about the powers. And like B saying, like if is he are they gonna tell him everything? Are they gonna just tell him about the powers? Um or are they gonna tell him, look, there's this about your powers. Oh, and the JSA kill your dad. Um, because I mean it sort of also depends on how much they frame that as dad was a good guy and the JSA killed him, that would make it so much easier for him to turn back once he discovers it wasn't exactly like that. Yeah, that's true. I hope that's the case. Um, yeah. And then, um, again, like B saying, and she keeps commenting, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cameron had an idea about the powers already. Um, the thing that I feel like he he it's the thing that will break him is the JSA killed your dad, which again is not the full picture. Um, but that that's probably what the grandparents are gonna say. Um, and then oh hell's gonna break loose, and then Rick's gonna have more reason to give him the stink eye. Not that Rick needs reasons to be extra, as we've established before. No, and then it's gonna be um Cameron will actually confront Mike about it. Maybe he'll be in Stripe at that time. That would be cool to see. And Stripe just becomes like an uh, like an ice popsicle or something, and Mike's yeah. like, "I can't get out." And then they have to fix Stripe again. Poor Zeke has to put in overtime. They have to buy him even more Chinese takeout. I, I'm legit surprised how much I enjoy Zeke. I'm like, every time he shows up behind me, because funnier and funnier. I'm like, why do like nothing like, again? Nothing in Zachary. So I was just like, I wasn't expecting them to bring in like a separate character to help with Stripe. And the funny, he's just like, y'all, I, I don't care what y'all do. I just like to work. And, you know. And eat like, Chinese food, like, especially the good kind. Also, that is kind of a lie. Like, where do you go? Like, when you go to China, the, the idea of Chinese food that we have in, in the U.S. and here is not exactly the same kind of food you would get um, in China. So I'm like, where did you go to get the food? Because it looked very U.S. kind of. Um, well, the question for Thunderbolt. Um, and the like, question for the Thunderbolt. <laughs> he was so snarky and like, it was like, like so like relaxed during the whole thing. I'm just like, this is sort of adorable. Even though I know that there's no one there because like, they also they did also release um, the company that does all the special effects for Stargirl and Super and Lois. They released a clip the other day where they were showing like the breakdown and everything. And apparently, Keith David was not just forcing him; he was actually in the suit and everything. Like that, like whoever was you know. Whoever that actor who plays Nurse Love, that was Keith David in the flesh. So maybe y'all will get Keith David in the flesh next season. But like they show like the whole sequence of like creating Thunderbolts. So I'm just like, hmm. oh yeah, he's he's my jam. He's funny. It, that that Thunderbolt is gonna be a boot and it's gonna be uh, cause trouble, which is part of the fun uh, of the Thunderbolt. 
Um, and I am excited for Mike to be in his prep. I just, I'm worried about what this means for Pat Dugan. I feel like my baby Pat's going to have a hard third season. And I already didn't get enough of the Pat and Corny vibes that carried season one and season two. Um, so I get the feeling season three is going to be rough for one of my favorite dynamics. Um, um, though season three might get into romance with this, which this show hasn't really done before. Um, and then I keep joking that the most romantic relationship in Stargirl is Courtney and Yolanda because they just haven't had that much of a romance. And it feels like the Courtney and Cameron thing is just going to go bad, bad soon. So can someone be happy other than Pat and Barbara? Well, I guess Beth's parents. No, can someone like not a parental figure get some like romance? That's and true. Because I was going to say the Crocs really seem to love each other. Right. 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 Yeah. The parents are doing well on Stargirl. Good for the parents. <laughs> By the way, how crazy was seeing uh, Wildcat fight Wildcat? I mean, I do not like, I mean, I, I know it was all in Jolanda's head, but I do not like that we've, I love Telegram and we've got nothing good about Telegram. I, I know. Even of Telegram makes him look like an ass and a grump and then just, can we get some good Telegram? Like, we're going to have a lot of the original members back and if we get even like flashbacks of Telegram being like a decent guy, please. Yeah, let's add that to our season three wish list. Yes. Um, and um, I don't, I, I don't have much more to talk about this episode. Of what I think we discussed the third side that we discussed the episode. We discussed what we want to see going forward, which is more of the things that made us thirst, and just more of the dynamics because we barely like these people. Um, I will give Joel McHale a chance, especially if he keeps that same look. Like, the same, no, no scrub. Like, just don't come back, like, clean shaven, and or this is, we're off. We're done. We're, we're done, done here. Yeah. <laughs> Please. That's finally how Lizzie and I quit this podcast. It's not because any one of us had a baby. No, no. It's because it's, it's Joel, Joel McHale shaved. I mean, I can do with or without the beard. You know, I just need, you know, Joel McHale just needs to keep that physique as well. Because, yeah, again, like, and did you, I mean, you must have noticed it too that when, when on the community, like, every season, Jeff, Jeff just kept getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And eventually, by season five or six, they had to, like, completely like, change his, like, wardrobe altogether. Like, a like, completely different style. Because I felt like he was just outgrowing all his, like, tight shirts and so on. Or Arbit kept stealing all of them. I don't know. They don't have to explain it. They can just be like, "Oh, Cameron went. He was really sad, so he, I don't know." See, uh, the gym. seeing the chainsaw flame made me so happy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. See, uh, the flame door was amazing. Mm -hmm. Also, the marquee on the theater said Prince Raman, who is a yes, wizard. Yes, it did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! That like. That would yeah, be yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time that they, that one of these DC shows has teased Doctor Fate because uh, we were supposed to get him on Constantine and then NBC was like, "But we're getting know. everyone on Stargirl. Everyone that's been teased on Stargirl has they've sort of paid off." So I don't I don't actually believe that Stargirl is like just teasing things that they're gonna are gonna deliver. They they paid off more. Well, they have a showrunner who's a huge who's a huge comic book person. So like I don't like I don't I I, I get that like, you know if once they start teasing something. 
they go through that setup. Um, but also, yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, we're gonna see Doctor Fate next year in Black Adam, so that's gonna be great. But also, like, I'm missing. I would love to see Doctor Fate just regularly, like, because you know he was a great, he was great on Smallville. He's great on Junk Justice. I think he's a character that just. And I, now with this fear, like that would be cool. Like maybe Zeke just forgot that he is Ken Nelson, and that you know he somehow just like he's like there's a reason I like Pat. I don't know why, but I like him. So that's why I'm gonna help him. That that that's. I mean, Turtle at this point feels like if season three goes well, um, not only are they gonna get a season four for sure, but like there could be a couple of spin-offs here. Um, that. It feels more uh, that there are characters that could probably um, have their own show here, especially if they keep bringing up so many characters at this point, we just won't have time on Star Girl mm-hmm. for them. So it's interesting, and, and I think they're doing a good job of setting up some characters that might perhaps move on to their own thing. Um, we can have the Star Girl universe. Like, they can yeah. have a couple of different shows that cross, and then we forget about the rest of the Arrowverse. Don't mess with those. Um, questionable uh, dynamics there, like the the that Oliver. Let's just remember the arrowverse that Oliver Queen built is separation from us. We want nothing to do with the Oliver Queen, and anyone who touched Oliver Queen was safe here. Well, Oliver's dead, thankfully. But secondly, let's remember Arrowverse is the reason we have. Your Mary was still very friendly with Oliver. Let's not forget that. They were good buds. They were like I like that bromance. I I ship Flaro. I will wish a Flaro. I mean, I don't like. I have very very few good memories of Oliver Queen left. So I was in in the in the final season. Like Oliver was like extremely likable, which was like I was even shocked about it because I'm like. What is, is the final season? Season, season eight. That it's in. I don't like in season four. I don't understand what you're talking about. Okay. Um, Darkest timeline. <laughs> Lizzie ha- landed in the darkest timeline. We're like, no, no community okay. for no, me. No, no, no. no. I, the, I don't know what season was. I think it was five. Like, I turned off that show and I forgot about it. Deleted it from my mind. All I remember was the ugly wig. And because that's a good joke. And that's it. Yeah. I don't think she knows the reference when I say darkest timeline. Like, like uh, th- this is why you should you should keep going with community. No, There's... no, no community and no arrow in my life has been better for it. Like, community, I might one day take you up on it and watch a few episodes, but let's stop talking about the other thing. Like, next thing you know, you're gonna watch me to watch heels. I mean, I don't even watch Heels, so I don't know why I would even recommend that. Uh, or you well, could go watch Joel McHale and Spider-Man 2 when he was that mean bank person to Aunt May. I think I once told Andy that I never watched Smallville except for, like, the first season when mm. it first came out, and he had a panic attack, and then... No, here's what she did that really Is hurt that worse than not watching the, the, Community? Wait, wait, I rang them, because I watched Smallville. I watched yeah. okay, 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 okay. Listen, I watched like the first two seasons because I was like 14 and I was like, ooh, Tom Welling. And then like DVR didn't exist yet, streaming didn't exist yet. So I just I stopped watched, watching it now. and it kept going. But like um, the, the best seasons of Smallville are really the later seasons, actually. I think I think the later seasons got better because I feel like by season six and seven they had kind of like gotten stuck into like too much of an own rhythm, and they got new, you know, the the the, the original guys were created small, which you know, bless their heart, I, I love them. But it was nice when then you know they had a new showrunner team, and they were like, you know what, let's move Clark to Metropolis, let's start his journey now, getting closer to Superman. And also like the final three seasons of Smallville is really what made 
we would not have digital TV today if it wasn't for small. But like all, like even though Oliver Queen or Arrow is that, you know, if we never got Justin Harley as Green Arrow, like they see that probably would never have done a show. But no, here's what made gave me a panic attack from Angie when she decided to attack me about small. So we were doing our big, like big diversity uh, representation episode, you know, that we did a few years ago with everyone from the network. Um, and, you know, like I usually, you know, when we did it on Mixer, we could play music, you know, on the Mixer channel. So why? And I played the small theme song. And, as we're like, as they're listening to it, you know, we're like in our own channel. So, and Angie has the audacity to say, What is this white music? And I'm like, <laughs> And like, we're about to go live. And I'm like, How dare she do this to me? It was the best moment to say. My it. hand was shaking. My lost. hands were shaking. I'm just like, How dare she attack my, first of all, my playlist from high school has some amazing pop you know, pop songs, you know, now these days it's all about, like, I don't, I mean, music has just changed too much from my own tape, but, you know, I'm an old person, so who knows, but she attacked one of my favorite shows, but also my one of my favorite theme songs, I'm like, don't you dare, we're just and about to go like, live. I'm pretty proud of that moment, because it only took, like, a handful of words to completely, like, <laughs> have that show go off the rails. It we hadn't even started yet. Like they were listening, the, the audience was just like waiting, like, "Hey, when are you guys starting?" And so, like, give me a minute. And then um, after that, we haven't had a playlist ever since. Right, she, yeah. she broke Andy completely. Yeah. Um, now we do things on YouTube, so we can't really play music, sadly, because otherwise, yeah. YouTube goes like, they're like, you know, DC top, DC pockets. No, DC pockets goes yes, all la, all la Courtney. Courtney, no, Courtney, yes. Yes, Courtney, yes, this season. You know, I want to confirm to Warren that no, I don't know everyone's favorite psycho, Adrian Chase. Um, I don't think he's worth uh, going back to Arrow right now. You, oh, I mean, listen, he he will make you feel things. I mean, but he can make me feel thirst kind of things in other roles. Like I've seen the actor in other roles. Like it's fine. Can feel the same things without having to watch Arrow. Okay. Right, totally like, get it, it, but you should watch season five at least, and no. then you can quit. No, I already quit. Not going back. I'm happy. I'm free. Okay. Are you happy? Are you sure you're happy? You don't sound happy. I am super happy now, and this has been derailed. So <laughs> this is the end of. Yeah, I think the last time we actually talked about something Star Girl was probably about like ten minutes ago. Minutes ago so, so. Okay. Um, okay, well, last question then: What do you think Healy is going to be doing? Like, what kind of threat do you think all is going to be? Um, I mean, it's just um, as long as it doesn't. Well, I mean, it's, it is, it is, it it has an X Men vibe to it. Um, sort of what's coming. Um. There are a couple of places they could be going with it. Uh, and a couple of characters they could be bringing in if they go the places they could be going with it. Okay, experimenting on kids. It's not a new yeah. It seems like, okay, so we're saying that we're having like this issue with villains now because like we have all these freaking heroes where are the villains, maybe Helix is like, oh, that's where the villains are. The villains are all over there and then they're gonna come over to blue valley i mean they're coming for sure but like what are they coming with like you come to a place where you know there's a bunch of heroes there's a bunch of villains and you come very sure that you can come like it it felt like they were very sure that they could come into this place with a lot of heroes and a lot of villains and not have any trouble 
Um, and that bodes uh, badly for what they're doing and what the manpower they have um, and who they're controlling. Because, I mean, in this show, there, there are a bunch of uh, superheroes they could be bringing on. And I'm sure we, we can, Andy and I can come up with a list uh, for our 2.5 whenever we get around to that, which we have to. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you, Andy, for asking Stargirl question to, to finish that. I don't really want to go too much into it. I think people are still digesting um, what what happened. I don't want to derail with possibilities. Um, but I'm a little, I'm more than a little concerned about what's going on there, especially the way they were just like, oh, we're going to have to go to Blue Valley. It's like, oh, they're not even concerned. It'll take them 13 hours to get there, too. Right. Yes. Okay. And the, the road trip uh, got a lot of problems with Blue Valley. It's apparently like in another universe. It's like you watch Once Upon a Time where they couldn't enter the town. Maybe that's what happens with Blue Valley because it took Starman a long time to find it. Um, and, and also, there are just a lot of people with superpowers there, and they don't seem at all concerned. And so what it's, it seems like Todd is not the only uh, thing uh, that we'll see or find and Helix uh, come season three. Uh, I'm pretty sure that will be like back half of season three. We're going to have a couple of episodes at least to discuss the frenemies of it all. And that'll be fun before we get into drama, drama. Um, well, they, may, they may do two villains for next season. They may do like, because on, on that other show that you guys seem to not lie, they have done like, they've split it up to where one se- they have one half of the season focused on one villain and the second half is like on another one. And that's what they could do with, you know, Cameron is one half. Right, but like, if you have 13 episodes, that's not as doable as if you have 20. Well, think about it as a think about it as a mini series almost, kind of like take take any comic book run that like sometimes come out for like a mini limited run, six issues, done, said and done, and then you start I mean, a new arc. I would mind as long as they keep it to thirteen episodes because I think yeah. oh, they, I don't think they can well. afford more than thirteen episodes. So I think yeah, like because all the and it's perfect. Yeah, like Batwoman and Legends this season, they've done. They don't. They only do. They only do thirteen. Superman Lowe is going to be fifteen episodes again, uh, apparently. So and Flash is still doing eighteen. So it's like they're definitely CW is learning their lesson, which is yeah, good because yeah, I I can't do twenty two anymore. I can't. Like, I can barely do twenty. Too old. Uh, I'm, I'm too old for that. I'm and I'm too old. I'm too older. So like I just you know, I've done this for almost eight years now. Um, like. I, I was live tweeting Arrow like in 2012 when I was like just writing high school and so on every Wednesday. Don't age yourself, man. Don't age yourself. <laughs> um, so yes, it's been a fun season two of Stargirl. Uh, we will be back with some thoughts for season 2.5 and hopefully, probably next summer, we'll be back um, for Stargirl season three. Uh, in the meantime, you can visit Stargirl podcast for all the latest news. Startlepodcast.com. Yes, that. Uh, for also, <laughs> I'm very good at this. Uh, this is live. Remember, I usually can fix it. Right now, I can't. Um, for all the latest news about the Stargirl show, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. And you can subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, you can hit us up with some five star reviews. We haven't gotten any reviews in a while. 
And there's reviews there that annoy me. So like, come give us five. Yeah, stars. you guys, you know, you love yourselves on Star Wars Party. Go, go, leave some five reviews. Hey, go, right. go, leave some five reviews on their other podcast, Jim and Lois Radio. Um, right. Yeah, we can, we know. can use them there too. Yeah, we can really use them yeah. there. Uh, and don't forget, we are part of the DC TV Podcast Network with podcasts for all the DC shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. We also have our own Tee Public stores. If you're interested in some merch, click on the link in the show notes. Get some awesome stuff. It does help support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. And if you have questions or thoughts about Stargirl, please email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, probably hit us up with emails. No, Twitter. <laughs> See, normally Lizzie can edit this and now you hear just what we sound like when we're on these calls together we will check the emails we will we are we going to do a, a listener feedback episode the the having screeners for the first time but we will so we will. don't forget to subscribe to the youtube well. channel as well yes yes youtube and thank you b for your comment that we are your favorite star girl podcast we appreciate it thank you you want to leave us a five-star review <laughs> Probably not. it is the best star girl podcast on the internet that's and, uh, oh, that's, and thank you for joining us andy i mean i i, I wasn't planning it. on that but like when you all started dragging me and i was like no, we were saying things about you. See, you were like open invitations. Like they literally said, like, ah, if you want to. Like, cause like I was like, do you need me on air? Like, what do you want me to do? But like the like, question it was, do you need me? No, we don't need you. We just yeah. want you, Randy. Well, the, the want word was never brought up. I got no. I don't have the receipts. Actually, never mind. Um, but, but no, thank you for having me. It's been you fun. You need to hear us say that. No, I, well, I, listen, well. listen. I'm a needy. Per, I'm a needy person. Um, and no, but. Thank you for having me on for so many episodes this season because I got I literally we all all of us on my other podcast we always got shit about Star Wars like and always tell people that they go should go watch it and so on and you know and they and they kept you know Star Wars kept the seat good uh, with Grace uh, for Tuesday nights but now you know two weeks from now we're doing doing Flash again we're gonna have this big event Armageddon uh, hopefully their world is not ending that there isn't like an actual Armageddon but um, like at least if it's gonna end can you keep it to that earth thank you hmm. leave my earth alone thank you oh my god I mean, if that earth goes down Superman Lowe's goes down too so like Star will be will be safe but like you know or anything Jordan will be the one to unleash the arm again and be like I want to go I mean, see Uncle, Uncle, like if we see Jordan then, uh, maybe I'll take it <laughs> All of Warren is saying, Warren Walker is saying right now he's we're reviewing right now. So Aww, thank you, Warren. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in live on uh, on Saturday. What's that was great. Right. So yes. Bye everyone. Bye.